Hi, I'm Leola. I'm a sacred intimacy mentor and muse and the host of this podcast. Talk Tantra to Me introduces a playful perspective on sacred sexuality. My intention in this podcast is to integrate intimacy and spirituality, empowering you to reclaim your eroticism. It is my mission to inspire you to let go of shame, fear, and limiting beliefs to be present as your highest self in every moment. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now, let's talk Tantra. Hello, lovers, and welcome. I want to start off by saying I am so blessed to be in a position to suggest tips and tools and even products that can help you lead a tantric life of liberation and expansion. And one of my absolute favorite places to purchase spiritual and sexy items is wands. Wands Wands.com, spelled W-A-A-N-D-S. Wands sells, you guessed it, crystal pleasure wands, along with so much more, including yoni eggs, free bleed blankets, other amazing products for yoni steaming. I've been using these products and products similar to them for the better part of a decade, and they have been incredible allies in my journey of sexual healing and expanding my orgasmic potential. And I'm so grateful to be friends with the owner, Courtney. She's amazing. She has so generously provided us all with a discount code for 15% off, and that code is LEOLA. L-E-O-L-A. You can use it on their website, www.wands.com. Again, the code is Leola, L-E-O-L-A, for 15% off. I'll also make sure that this is linked in the show notes. So thank you for listening, and you're welcome for the inevitable pleasure and healing that is coming your way with these products. Now, let's get into the episode. Hello, my lovely listeners. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to take a minute just to provide a trigger warning. This particular episode does explore some more potentially triggering topics such as sexual assault. My aim is to create a safe space for open conversations, but I definitely want to understand that certain discussions might be triggering for some individuals. So if you are currently navigating a particular sensitive time, or if you feel that these topics might be triggering for you and you're not ready to approach them, I encourage you to prioritize your well-being. It's absolutely okay to skip out on this episode or to reach out for support if you need it. Remember, your emotional and spiritual well-being is definitely top priority. And I appreciate you for just being here for opening your heart. Thank you for understanding. Now let's get into the episode. Welcome to Talk Tantra to Me. It is such an honor to be holding space for this divine knowledge to make its way into your ears and lifestyle. Today, we're going to be talking about anal pleasure for empowerment. This is not a topic that has gotten a ton of airtime on this podcast thus far. So I'm really excited to talk about butt stuff pretty exclusively for a whole, I don't know, 30 minutes or so. So uh, the anal mysteries, anal lovemaking, and anal exploration. A mentor once told me that the booty is the gateway to divine oneness, especially the booty hole itself, which makes a lot of sense because we all have one. And to me, orgasms that incorporate ass play truly feel like 
a whole new world. But I didn't always feel that way. And it can be a bit taboo to work with the anus. But if you haven't integrated butt stuff into your you know, self-awareness practice and your sexual awareness practice, you're probably missing a lot of beautiful things, including beautiful little nerve endings at the back door. So we're going to be diving into, you know, these topics today because the real potential of anal lovemaking and anal self-pleasure is not just to, you know, potentially expand your orgasmic potential, but also to connect to an untapped sense of power within yourself. So let's start by getting into the energetics a little bit. So the ass and the asshole is specifically connected to the root chakra. If you're unfamiliar with the Kundalini chakra system, um, there's a great episode of this podcast. I believe it's episode seven or eight, which goes through talking about the Kundalini chakra system, which is the basis of you know a lot of tantric energy movement as well as um, energetic understanding of the body in many other cultures and lineages as well. But the basic idea is that we come into this earth with this life force, and life force can be also called you know chi or, you know, turn on um, uh, erotic energy. Um, and so this energy or kundalini, this energy, this kundalini energy is kind of resting at the base of our spine, really in our root chakra. And each of our seven chakras, which are in alignment up our spine, govern a different um, perspective of the lived human experience. And you can kind of think of it even as like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, like at the base of the pyramid, you have your basic needs for survival. And then as you go up the pyramid or as you go up the chakra system, you start to get into the space of, you know, self-actualization or self-awareness. And that's really, you know, the crown chakra. But today we're going to be talking about the root chakra and we're going to be talking about the base. So the root chakra which is, again, at the base of our spine, near the perineum, near our anus, um, is governing our sense of safety uh, and security. The root chakra's main priority or driving force is to have our needs met. It is our connection to earth and to groundedness. The root chakra is really about a desire to survive, right? It's really about fight, flight, survive sort of energy. You know, the next chakra up is the sacral chakra. So we have the root chakra at the base of the spine. The sacral chakra is kind of in the lower belly, um, a few inches beneath our belly button. That's where it radiates out. And the sacral chakra also is oriented towards our genitals too. So the sacral chakra is it's the the primary intention or driving force of the sacral chakra is expression, emotional expression, um, leaning in, desire, pleasure. It's about creating a life you love, expression, creating a life you love. Like that is the highest desire of an aligned sacral chakra. 
Of course, we can have blockages in any one of these chakras. And I'll also say, um, if you're wanting like a really deep dive into the chakra system and using the, ch the chakra system to create a life you love and understanding the energetics of your body, uh, my online course, Turned On by Life, is a really great course for um, using the Kundalini Chakra system as a roadmap to creating a life you love and kind of understanding where there are blocks in your energy system, where you have opportunities to expand and grow so that you can live a life that turns you on. Um so kind of understanding the difference between when we're working exclusively with our, you know, more obvious sexual organs, meaning our yoni and lingam or vagina and penis or whatever you have, um, there's a lot more orientation towards pleasure and emotional expression in working with those, um, those genital arousal zones. But when we're working with anal stimulation, it's a little different. It's not that anal stimulation can't be pleasurable or can't have a focus on e expression and emotions and intimacy. And in fact, I find that, you know, anal lovemaking can be even more intimate in some cases, but, and it can also be pleasurable, but especially with the root, there's no bypassing, you know, having a relaxed and regulated system. You need to be open to receive because, you know, for anal touch and anal stimulation, because the, the root chakra and by extension, the ass is related to our nervous system. It's related to our fight, flight, fawn, you know, trauma response you know, you think about a dog, bring bring to mind the image of a dog. When it doesn't feel safe, it literally tucks in this part of its body. It tucks its tail under its legs, right? And it kind of scurries away. Humans do this too, unconsciously, mostly. Uh, although sometimes in less obvious ways, there can be a literal shift in posture, a contraction in that can happen when we don't feel safe or that, um, yeah, that we're not available in that way. Um, but it's really understanding that this is where our our deepest fears are held in the in the root chakra. This is like, you know, our deepest fears really live in our root because they're related to our survival. Like that's the primary desire for all of us. We can't think about creating a life we love and pleasure and being turned on and orgasms if our life is at stake, if we haven't eaten and had water and are, you know, have a roof over our heads, right? Um, if we feel threatened by the potential of being abandoned by our community and our society, that's a very, very real fear. Like a lot of things that we do and ways that we act in the world have to do with the fear, an ancestral fear or a societal fear that we will be cast out from our community or abandoned. And, you know, in ancient times and, and even in not so ancient times, that could mean death for the individual. That could mean I'm cast out now and I have to fend for myself 
on the land. That could mean I'm more susceptible to be the prey of a wild animal or the prey of an enemy clan. That could mean, and, and there are societies today where if you don't act in accordance to a strict social conduct, you will be stoned to death. So this is something that lives in our bodies. It's not just about the, the basic needs of food and water and shelter. It's also about the need of being in community to you know, increase our odds and our chances of surviving and thriving in this life. So it's really important to understand the energetics of this space and the fact that, again, our deepest fears are held in the root chakra and the physical manifestation of the root chakra is the ass. <laughs> so when we are working with the ass, when we are penetrating the ass, we are literally penetrating the energetics of our deepest fears. We are rewriting our nervous system and how we think and feel about our fears and knowing our ability to overcome them and penetrate them with our consciousness, similar to how we penetrate our consciousness by doing shadow work. And if you're new to shadow work, there are a couple episodes on the podcast about shadow work specifically, and there is also a free shadow work workbook on my website. If you go to www.talktantratome backslash, backslash free, you'll find it there. There's also a link on the main page of my website as well. But, you know, there's obviously the more obvious, you know, shutdown that we make with our bodies, again, kind of like a dog does, concaving our bodies, making ourselves small. But we also tend to hold a lot of tension in our ass. You know, if you've been to yoga enough, and they don't do this at every class, but a lot of teachers at some point, they'll guide you through a relaxation process and they'll tell you, soften your anus, relax your anus, you know, ground yourself in your root. You know, they'll say things like that. And specifically when they say anus, often there's someone that giggles or you just feel the energy shift and people are like, oh, she said, but, you know, and it's, it's, it's this thing, but it's, it's real. When you start following a tantric path, there is this invitation to be more intimate with your body and to be more intimate with the shifts that your body makes based on the stimuli in its environment. And very often when we feel threatened, whether it's a very real, obvious threat of our lives or whether we feel threatened by what someone says or by their energy, we will actually tense up this part of our body, either our anus and or our Kegel muscles. For me, that's a big one. So I will notice, you know, there'll be times where I'm out and about in the world and I'm really excited, I'm really nervous, or I'm meeting someone new. And before I introduce myself, I might check in with my body and, and remind myself that people are just people. I don't need to be nervous and I can soften. And usually I, I recognize and notice that it's my ass and my Kegel muscles that are the most contracted. And it's because there's a fear deep down that lives inside of me that if I'm not accepted by this new person, it could threaten my social status and then threaten my ability to survive because then I could be cast out from the community. This is all not mine. This is all ancestral bullshit. This is all past trauma. And the tantric path is about becoming aware of that and integrating it, right? Another thing that I want to talk about is prostate. So 
men have a prostate, uh, which is an organ. It's kind of the 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 masculine version of the G spot, if you will. And it tends to be where a lot of men especially are holding their um, emotions and or trauma that is no longer serving them. Um, I have an episode of the podcast about de-armoring uh, and that by, might be something to listen to, especially for, for women and understanding the G-spot. I get to do a whole other podcast episode about the prostate, so I'm not going to go too, too in-depth with it right now in this episode because I want to get to some of the other pieces on you know how to incorporate ass play safely and effectively and use it consciously as a way to empower yourself. Um, but it, it's it's important to recognize that there's lots of pleasure for men in the prostate, but there's also a lot of taboo energy around um, working with the ass, especially for men. But you know, for everyone, the taboo nature of the ass being gross or dirty, or there being a fear of fecal matter coming out. I mean, the first time I heard about ass play, I was absolutely disgusted because we've been made out to you know feel like. All of the things that happen below the belt are um, not appropriate to talk about and are, you know, gross. And, and I mean, there is a degree of of grossness to peeing and pooping. It is our body eliminating waste, but there is also a lot of power in reclaiming that and understanding how marvelous our bodies are to take care of us in these ways and also realizing that the earth is literally made up of poop and pee and decaying matter that's literally like well all of the all of our earth is and there's lots of life in it as well there's lots of life in the earth and life in the um fecal matter and in 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 the um the ground, you know, there's so many different microorganisms that are, you know, constantly alchemizing these things. And again, there's lots of beauty in that as well. But on top of the the gross and the fecal matter and all of that, um, there are other things to work with. But I just want to acknowledge that all of these fears are legitimate. The fear of the grossness, the dirty, the, you know, there's also definitely a fear, I know, for a lot of people that if they are to have anal sex or to partake in any kind of penetration that, you know, some fecal matter might come out and that's a totally normal thing and it happens and insertion is not required to take advantage of anal pleasure. Like you don't have to put anything in your butt to experience um, growth from this, which I'll, I'll get into some of my experiences and what has been really powerful for me. And a lot of it's actually not putting anything in my butt. But everything is, you know, figure outable. There's lots of different things that you can do about that fear, even just having things handy, having baby wipes, having towels, having stuff ready in case that does happen. If you're going to be partaking in these activities with a partner, choosing someone that is going to be um, a safe place for you to explore this, not someone that's going to make a big deal or make fun you know, and there's also a lot of power in laughing through the process and remembering that sex is sacred play and this is just playtime and we're trying something new and it's okay if it doesn't go exactly how you want it to or exactly how you thought it would, right? Um, and I also definitely recommend not just doing it, not just throwing in anal play on a casual Tuesday without talking to your partner if that's what you're going to do, if you're going to explore this with a partner. 
talk about your desires and your fears and your boundaries for this experience before you go into it. So I also want to touch on, you know, another part of the taboo, which is in regards to, you know, religion and society. So especially for men that are, you know, playing with the ass. I grew up in an environment where if a man did that, he was gay, you know, and that was the label that people would give him. When in reality, you know, as we've learned talking about the prostate, there's lots of pleasure and lots of opportunity in the butt. And it really has nothing to do with whether you're gay or not. And also there's nothing wrong with being gay. There's nothing wrong with wanting things in your butt. Um, In many societies throughout history, and again, even today in many cultures, we are told we'll go to hell if we go anywhere near our butt or, you know, and in some cases, again, today, people might be killed for 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 doing this or even um, someone saying that that it was done, you know. So and and I have a conspiracy theory about this, and it's similar to my conspiracy theory around why you know, sex has become so taboo. And and we're in this time and place in the world where we can more um, be more outspoken about sex. And that's a really cool and beautiful thing. But for hundreds and hundreds of years, sex and especially anal sex has been so taboo. And it's my belief that it's been so taboo because there's so much power there. When you think about sex itself, this is the energy that brought us into the world. It's the energy that created literally every plant, animal, human, alive and dead, you know, throughout the history of our existence. And with that being said, sexual energy isn't just used to create babies. There's a belief in the tantric lineages that every sexual act has a creative process and repercussion in life. And we can learn to channel that creative life force energy to other things besides creating an actual baby. And that's the foundation of sex magic. And episode one of this podcast explains that with a lot more depth and clarity. But there you go. So when it comes to the anal aspect, there's obviously, you know, when you're working with anal sex, there's obviously not a possibility of creating a um, creating a child, but there's an opportunity still to connect that life force, both because, you know, I recommend working with the working with anal lovemaking. Um, only when you're already a little bit aroused. But also, again, there's this connection to our our desire to survive that is there. And there's this desire to anchor in um, our groundedness and our humanity. So again, it's my conspiracy theory that like what way, like when people are in their power, it's harder to control them. So what better way to disempower people than by making them afraid of the places and the energies that are the most empowering, the energies that brought them into this world? Hello, lovers. Please bear with me for a brief interruption with a vulnerable share and offer from my heart. So when I first began my journey with spiritual intimacy and sacred sexuality, all I could afford were books and free podcasts. I was just out of college in my early 20s and honestly, very, very broke. And I'm so grateful for all the complimentary, kind words and affordable wisdom that have gotten me where I am today. 
price shouldn't deter you from healing. It shouldn't deter you from living the life you love or from reclaiming the most powerful energy in your body. It's my belief that time and commitment are also very powerful investments, especially when you're just dipping your toes in the water. You'll know when it's time to make the bigger cash investments in your journey, but let's begin together today with free love from my heart to yours. As you've already discovered, this podcast is free and it includes so much life-changing wisdom, but I'd also love to guide you to some free offers that are on my website, including a downloadable sexual shadow work workbook and a pleasure positive meditation. Both of these resources are amazing places to start in integrating the tantric principles of expansion and liberation into your life. And you can access these at www.talktantratome.com backslash free or find a direct link in the show notes. Now let's get back to the episode. When you consider the potential healing and transformational qualities of anal lovemaking, it makes sense that people in positions of power would feel threatened by that. And by that token, then perpetuate a dialogue and a thought process that instills fear of it. So um, again, anal lovemaking, let's get more into some of the benefits of this. So anal lovemaking, again, can be even more intimate than vaginal lovemaking in a way. It can also connect you to your more primal wild self, uh, the self that's deeply connected to the earth and trusts her to support you. You know, talking about the root chakra, so many of us are so dysregulated. Our nervous systems are so dysregulated. But if we could all just remember, if we could have our bodies remember, not just our minds, that the earth already provides all of our basic needs all of it without us really having to do anything. The earth provides water. It provides food. It provides shelter. Sometimes we have to go out and get those things. Yes, but it's out there. It's for us. It provides community, other people, right? So if we could just remember that the earth is there and we trust her to support us, it's a really empowering place to be. And working with the root chakra via anal lovemaking can be a conduit to remembering that knowing, that deep connection to the earth. You know, lovemaking can also connect you to the self that isn't afraid to get messy or hurt. The sense of your inner child, or again, that primal tendency to just go out and live and live big and love big as well. It can evoke a powerful sense of groundedness, a knowing that we chose an earthly experience and it's time to be fully embodied. You know, it's it's going so so much of the spiritual community is really focused on love and light and crown chakra expansion and tap into your intuition and upper chakra stuff, which is great and so important, but it can only go so far if you're not fully embodied, if you're not rooted and grounded in your humanity. And that's another incredible byproduct of working with anal lovemaking. So I want to share my story with all the anal things as well. So 
again, as I mentioned, when I first heard about anal stuff, I was like really turned off. And I and and with time, I became more curious and interested. But it wasn't something that I explored like at all um, until a little bit later in my journey, and and really until I was like deep in the tantra world. But when I was in my early twenties. I might have been it might have been my late teens early 20s. I know that I was out and I had a fake ID and I believe I was drugged. I believe that I was given um what's the drug called? I think it starts with an R where I I can't remember what it's called. Um but all I remember is waking up being somewhere that wasn't um familiar to me. And having a man who I had met that night, um, basically penetrating me non-consensually in the ass. And it completely rocked me. It shook me. It was awful. It was rape. It was – and I don't want to go too into the story of what happened and how I processed that. There are other episodes of the podcast for this. But for the sake of helping you understand my journey with anal and anal lovemaking – like it really, really rocked me because I'd never experienced that before. And so let's all just take a breath. <laughs> so for years and years and years after that experience, I wouldn't go near my ass. I felt a lot of shame and a lot of fear. And like, you know, I really blamed myself for that experience. I blamed myself for being out and using a fake ID and technically breaking the law. I blamed myself for drinking. I blamed myself for trusting someone that I probably shouldn't have. You know, there was lots of lots of victim blaming on myself. And there are definitely spaces where I could have taken more responsibility and accountability for myself. And it's my belief that women should be able to go out in the world and make mistakes and not be raped, you know? So for so long, I avoided working with my anus. And then I started to work on my tantric journey. And my the first part of my journey was more focused on my yoni. And then I started to incorporate my ass. I started th- this memory of this assault kept coming up, kept coming up, kept coming up. And I was like, oh, I think I need to work on this. There was one specific moment where I had a partner who was giving me a a massage and he started to get closer and closer to my ass. And I got really, really triggered and I had um, a panic attack. And I then later got to tell him like, hey, this is what happened. I went into freeze. I started to get anxious. Here's what happened to me in the past that created this result. I'm committed to figuring out what I need to heal around this. And so then I hired a um, a sex therapist and I talked to her about it and I processed a lot of these things. And then I started to go on the journey of actually reclaiming my ass. And so it started with just, you know, touching the outside and beginning to just like stroke the the entry of my ass while I was also stroking my pussy or penetrating myself. So a lot of my journey with healing had was me reclaiming it, me reclaiming this space and getting comfortable with that space and then slowly inviting in partners. At one point I had a partner who I was like, 
I want to do anal things with you. And so I actually had both of us hold on to like a toy and practice putting it in together so he could understand the pacing that I was desiring and we could, you know, learn together in that way. And that was really, really powerful. And now it's become something that's deeply pleasurable and something that I really, really enjoy and is actually like a really big part of my practice. And I'll even notice during different parts of my cycle, I'm more interested in working with the ass as well. So over time, it's become this beautiful surrender, this beautiful place for me to trust myself, to trust the universe, to soften and to open. Uh, you know, I used to have a lot of control issues as well. I used to be kind of what some would, some people would refer to as a control freak. And if you resonate with that, my recommendation would be to use anal pleasure as a way to work with the energy of sacred surrender and trust um, and to do a little bit of shadow work around that. Because honestly, control is an illusion, but control is something that we like to have because it gives us the illusion of safety. But what else can we do to create safety? We can trust ourselves, right? So let's get into some tips for uh, incorporating anal lovemaking. First one is wait until you're already aroused. So start slow. Insertion is not required. Do not push your body. Do not force anal. Wait for her to open and soften. Again, I recommend like if you're very new to anal, go into an anal lovemaking session with yourself, ideally first, with the intention of not penetrating. Actually, take penetration off the table and just try like what does it feel like to touch and to circle around the entry. Try different types of touch, maybe some like tapping, again, the circling, um, pressing, different speeds, different texture of touch, uh, different intensity of, of the, um, or pressure as well. And then slowly maybe begin to bring in some toys, which I'll get to in a second, but I definitely invite you to start with self-pleasure before inviting a partner to the party. Uh, and Another real benefit of starting anal play with yourself is that then you start to learn what type of pace and strokes and toys and things get things going and excite you and make it feel good so that then when you go into it with a partner, you're able to share these things so that there's a higher degree or there's a higher possibility of a successful experience. By successful experience, I mean one that is ideally pleasurable, but at least isn't re-traumatizing you. Because what can often happen with anything sexual, but especially anal, you know, when you're with another partner, sometimes a line or a boundary or an edge can be pushed or crossed and you didn't even know it was there. And that can then cause immediate contraction and closure and can actually create more trauma from the for the body. Everything is, is healable, everything you can get over, but to increase your success rate, I recommend getting clear on what you like first and then sharing it with a partner. So speaking of toys, if you're going to insert anything into your ass, it's really important that it has a bulbed end or an end that is larger or almost like separate from the piece that you're inserting. Because unlike the yoni or the pussy or the vagina, 
there isn't an end to the anal cavity. It just kind of like goes on up and snakes up your body into your intestines. I'm not sure the exact anatomy of that. But what I do know is they're not, there's not really an end to the anal cavity, meaning in the same way that there is, you know, a for a pussy, there's like the the vulva and then there's the cervix, and then the cervix kind of closes off to the to the the uterus and the rest of the reproductive system and the rest of the internal body. But what this means when there's not an end to the anal cavity is that it's much easier for things to get pulled in and sucked up there. You can kind of think of the anus like a void or like the black hole, which is another really powerful symbol for what's available in working with anal play. If you haven't learned very much about the void, um, I recommend looking into the symbolism of the void. But in essence, the void is where everything comes from and where everything goes to when it's complete. And so there's lots of possibility and creation. It's kind of like the butterfly in, in the chrysalis, right? Or the seed in the soil. So Again, there needs to be something that's like a bulbed end or something that's separating the piece of the toy that you're inserting from the rest of it so that you can easily pull it out. So if you think about like a butt plug, um, if you have never seen a butt plug, maybe look one up, but you'll see that it's usually like a a, kind of like a tulip shape and then there's like a little hand, there's like a really skinny part and then a handle. So it's like a tulip and then there's a skinny part and then there's a handle so that it can't get like sucked into your butt. I don't want you to end up in the hospital room because something got sucked in your butt and there are tons of great options out there where you don't have to worry about it at all. So lots of people like silicone-based things, especially for anal play, um, because they're a bit more pliable and softer. I personally don't. I really don't like the way that silicone feels. I've tried it with anal stuff. It's not a bad um, thing to use. However, I really just always prefer glass or crystal. And I'm affiliated with a shop called Wands. You probably heard about it at the beginning of this episode, but I'll kind of just repeat briefly a little bit about Wands. It's www. or sorry, yeah, www.wands, but it's W-A-A-N-D-S. So there's two A's in there. www.wands, W-A-A-N-D-S. Um, and wands is amazing. I have a discount code for them. It is 15% off just for listeners. If you use the code Leola, L-E-O-L-A, and I'll give you guys a couple of things I really like from them. So to start, I actually don't recommend going straight to the butt plugs, although I love them and I have them to start. I really recommend, um, either the cervix wand or the Lilith wand. And on the wands website, if you go to wands.com and you look under the like pro like the purposes, t- like there's a tab that you can go on that says like purposes and it'll be like for cervical for G spot. And then there's also one that's like anal play and it has all these things that are suitable and acceptable for anal play. So that's a really great place to start. But specifically, I love their cervix wand for anal play. And that that is on the anal play section. They call it the cervix wand because it's also really great for connecting to your cervix. So definitely recommend um, using it for that as well. 
But what I love about the cervix wand is it's a lot narrower than an average wand. So it's actually easier to get into your butt. It also has lots of like little grooves and textures in it, which feels really good. So even if you're not going to insert it, even just like grazing it alongside your, your asshole feels really, really nice. Um, and obviously it has a bull, a bulby end, so it can't get sucked into you. Another one that they have that's new. So the cervix wand is glass. It's like clear glass, lovely, lovely wand. Another one that they have, which is a newer one is called the Lilith wand, which I love. I love the name Lilith. I love the story of Lilith. Um, but that one's obsidian and it's, it's a little bit thicker than the cervix wand, but it's still quite a bit narrower than an average wand. Um, has a bulby end, has texture as well. And it's made of obsidian. Obsidian is like volcanic rock. Um, obviously it's polished and it's quite soft and like glassy and, and shiny and beautiful, but that's another one I recommend. They also have butt plugs. I have an amethyst butt plug. I love, they have some really great, um, pink adventuring ones that I've had my eye on. Um, but the butt plugs are, in my opinion, a little bit more advanced. They're a little bit more, um, like intense feeling to me, um, to put them in. But if you're ready to like really reclaim your ass, I say go for it, but maybe start with some of these other ones first. So some other tips to, you know, kind of use, anal play to expand your orgasmic potential, especially. So when I've had anal orgasms, I kind of said this at the beginning, but it really feels like it almost takes me out of this world and also really grounds me into this reality. At the same time, I can feel this just like empowered, like almost like a dragon, like ah, primal rawness come out. That's like really beautiful to channel into particular projects and um, areas of my life and to kind of map maximize this energy, my recommendation is as you're working with anal play, whether you're doing self-pleasure or, you know, with a partner, imagining a channel starting at the base of your spine, going up to your crown, seeing that kundalini chakra system and feeling that energy, that intensity that's in your ass rising up your chakra system. Keep an open mind and be ready for, you know, any triggering past trauma, societal conditioning to come up. It's totally possible. And this is an opportunity for you to heal it and work through it and create a new reality for yourself. Because in my opinion, just about everything that was taboo when I was a child has become the most liberating as a result. And if any time, if you feel pain, pause, breathe into it, come back to your intention if you're in if you're in a penetrative place, don't just pull out immediately. Pause. Pause where you're at. Feel the pain. Feel it and breathe into it. Sometimes all it needs is your attention and your awareness. Sometimes it needs for you to process something that's coming through. And this is another um, great moment to, again, look at sacred spot and de-armoring. There's an episode of the podcast all about that, sacred spot and de-armoring. You can search Talk Tantra to me and those keywords and it should come up. But just get curious about what's there. Uh, in terms of you know going deeper into expanding your orgasmic potential, this is actually the topic of the month in the Higher Love Club. So the Higher Love Club is my online membership that includes you know time with me uh, once or twice a month, 
live calls, as well as, you know, a bunch of other amazing resources. And each month inside the Higher Love Club is a different theme. So the theme for this month is expanding your orgasmic potential. So we're talking about things like this, but much, much bigger. And, you know, in all parts of our sexual experiences and our lives. So each month inside the club includes, you know, this monthly theme. It includes one live workshop and community coaching. It includes an engaging video lesson on the monthly theme, content that never makes it onto the podcast that's much deeper. Um, It includes a workbook with activities and um, journal prompts and other things to take you deeper into the theme for the month. It also includes... um, pleasure and embodiment rituals. It includes self-pleasure rituals. It includes partnered pleasure rituals. There's also an optional book club. Um, And then you also get special pricing and first access offers to my one-on-one coaching retreats and other programs. And all of this is just included in one month of the Higher Love Club, but it is a monthly membership. So every month there's a new theme. And then also, as soon as you join, you get access to all of the past workshops and resources in the Higher Love Vault. So I'm currently recording this in January. Our theme of January is self-love. So you'll get all the self-love content. You'll get all the inner child content from uh, December. You'll get the money money magnetism content from November. You'll get the shadow work content. You'll get the conscious conflict content. You'll get the prosperity content. So it's basically like you get you know a bunch of mini courses in one. And if you're listening to this podcast episode and it's no longer February, 2024, which is when we're doing the expanded orgasmic potential, expanding your orgasmic potential, you know, mini course within the higher love club. If you're listening to this down the line, it'll be there in the vault. So whenever you join, you can just access it. And then you also get all of that month's content and all the content that happened in between this indefinite moment in the future. And now Hope that makes sense. So definitely something to look into. Check it out. You can find the link to join in the show notes. You can also go to my website, talktantratumi.com and under the work with me tab, you'll see the Higher Love Club. This is a super accessible offering. It's currently less than $50 a month. And if you join for a year, you also get my signature course turned on by life for free, which is a $400 value. So you're kind of getting like a buy one, get one free if you join for the year. So lots of good value there. I want to say thank you guys so much for taking the time to open yourself up to this taboo, but juicy, yummy, empowering topic of anal lovemaking. Have a sexy and spiritual day, and I'll catch you next week on Talk Tantra to Me. Ta-ta. Oops, just kidding. Still here. I have one last thing for y'all. I want to say that the internet is a really, really special place. It's why we're all here right now. And many of us, including me, wouldn't have discovered Tantra or sacred sexuality if it weren't for this nifty invention of the 20th century. And almost none of you would have found my work and my vision without I love the internet and I deeply desire to expand beyond it to experience more real life love community and connection so I invite you to check out upcoming Tantra events at www.talktantratome.com backslash events or click the link in the show notes I can't wait to give you a big squeeze in real life okay now that's it ta-ta for real ta-ta